Mr. Gordon Chang, and I have to, again, profusely thank his wife for her saintly patience in putting up with me. I have, uh, as I told you, very rarely have I been so harassed about a single topic and a single guest. I mean, right after he went on Joe Rogan, everyone wanted Dr. Malone. During the withdrawal from the Kabul airbase, they all wanted me to get someone on from the airbase. And because of the last week, and for future listeners, today is uh, today is uh, Saturday, February 11th, 2023, I had more people saying, what does Gordon Chang think about the spy balloon? And I was like, just turn on the news. He's on TV. And they're like, get him on your show. And I'm like, I don't, I can't. So... <laughs> With that, uh, Gordon's the author of uh, The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War, and uh, your Twitter is in the description as well as your website, and I advise everyone to go follow that. But because I have you for a limited time and people are here, obviously, to listen to you and not to me, Mr. Chang, please uh, enlighten my audience and myself about what is developing right now. Well, thank you so much, Tommy, and I really appreciate it. Um, right now, it looks like the U.S. is under attack. I mean, we have these two balloons. Now, the Chinese spy balloon, obvious danger, had that big gondola underneath with all sorts of equipment with antennas. Um, it was surveilling um, communications, um, probably taking photographic images, transmitting it all back to China. But even more important than that, what they were doing is testing U.S. reactions. They could see what specific generals were going to do. So, for instance, General Glenn Van Herc. Uh, the NORAD commander, they got to see the decision that he made. They got to see the decisions that the National Command Authority, in other words, President Biden made. Um, and obviously, we failed on that. Um, the, apparently, the president wasn't told until the fourth day of the intrusion. I mean, we could have shot it down well before that over Alaska, over Canada, which was uninhabited. Instead, um, apparently, the Pentagon decided not to tell the White House. And that, I think, shows um, the inability of um, the Pentagon senior leadership to understand the nature of the Chinese challenge. Now, the response to the other balloon, which was shot down yesterday, was very different. Um, the Pentagon says, well, the difference is because uh, the Chinese spy balloon was at 60,000 feet and well above commercial air traffic lanes, whereas this balloon... Um, well, they, they call it a high-altitude object, but it was balloon because it was floating. Um, they were saying that this object was at 40,000 feet, and so therefore did pose a danger to commercial traffic. But really the point is that they saw the, um, their failure the first time, and so they acted much more urgently the second time, which is good because it showed that we're learning, and it showed the Chinese and Russians what's going on. You know, with this second um, balloon, um, and the question is, well, what's going on here? We don't know where it came from. Um, if I'm going to speculate, um, and this is just pure speculation, sure. but this came in over a different route, over uh, the north of Alaska, instead of this Chinese spy balloon went north um, across the Aleutians into um, Alaska, into the mainland Alaska. That came from China. This one came from um, approached from the north, which suggests Russia. And we know China and Russia work very closely. I think that they probably are testing our reactions. Plus, also, um, we can't ignore what's happening in Ukraine. Um, in Ukraine, the Russians are, are poised for a major offensive against Ukraine. And what better way to distract the United States than to start sending balloons our way? So, um, 
we can't i'm not saying that's the case i don't know of course but we can't rule out the possibility of coordination between beijing and moscow um that makes me think of garrett graff's book only plane in the sky and it's just a play-by-play unfolding of 9-11 from eyewitnesses that were on air force one around it and it's so odd to look at it in hindsight now that we know exactly what happens which history crystallizes but at the time it was just so obscure and foggy and i have the creeping sensation that we are looking at all of these things as disparate events right now and that years or decades from now these will just be you know bold definitions in a, in a high school textbook well it began with covid and then russia invaded ukraine and then a couple balloons here and you know and now some big date is coming up that's going to be 9-11 or, or pearl harbor or d-day and it's again that's all wild speculation on my part and i speak for myself but i can't help but think these are absolutely related specifically with ukraine yes and and you know, we also can't rule out the possibility that these are the first moves in a kinetic war. Um, I, I actually don't think that, but we can't rule it out because really what this does is it uh, distracts the American people from maybe an attack someplace else. Um, and right now we know that the Pentagon, we know that the Biden administration is not prepared to deal with China because they're not looking at China in the proper frame. You know, President Biden always talks about China as a competitor. Um, he won't even use the word adversary. But the correct term is the one that the Chinese use for us, which is enemy. China declared a, quote unquote, people's war on America. And that has significance. So we're not understanding China in the proper frame. And so whatever China does, we should view it in that context of people's war. Um, China has this doctrine of unrestricted warfare. Um, so clearly, we just need to look at this in much darker tones, because that's probably the way the Chinese are. Well, that's really I mean, that kind of goes for life, right, is hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. If I hear a bump in the night, it's probably just my refrigerator. But you're going to go check, right, and make sure it's not an right. uninvited visitor. Again, it, I mean, we are we are pushing Russia into the arms of China as as NATO, all of Europe is, I mean, Germany. We're all sending these, you know, tanks, Abrams, Leopards to Ukraine. The war's not slowing down there. Russia is not ceding. You know, Russia is stockpiling gold, and they want to start right when they were removed from SWIFT. They started moving exclusively through China. I mean, we are coalescing this into a bubble. Why wouldn't they start reaching out? And again, it, it feels like we're looking back. And of course, yeah, those are the Axis powers and those are the allied powers, much like World War One was called the Great War because no one knew there was a second world war. I can't help but feel like right now we are naive for thinking COVID, Ukraine and these and the balloons are all these separate events. Yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned COVID, um, you know, about four or five months ago, there was um, um, an American uh, defense analyst who said, don't worry about a Chinese invasion of Taiwan. We'll have at least uh, nine months, perhaps a year of notice to what's going on. And my thought was that, uh, you know, American war planners think that Chinese war planners think like American war planners. I actually think that we won't know um, when China launches an attack on Taiwan or someplace else, because probably their first uh, move will be to spread disease. I mean, they, they could easily 
destabilize um, and disable another society by a new disease. We know that Chinese military researchers are working on what they call specific ethnic genetic mm -hmm. attacks. In other words, pathogens that will leave the Chinese immune, but will kill everybody else. So um, this is a vicious society in China. Um, we know that because um, although, you know, Tommy, we don't have 100% visibility where SARS-CoV-2 came from. I, I think it's 95%, 99% it came from a lab, but I can't say 100%. But I can say 100% that once this disease got out into the Chinese society, China deliberately spread it beyond its borders. They lied about contagiousness. And while they were locking down their own country, they were pressuring others to take arrivals from China. When those Chinese passengers were the ones who took a disease which should have been confined to the central part of China and spread it to the world. So that shows that Beijing um, will go to any lengths um, and murdering foreigners is not a big deal. No, not at all. At least no, to the Chinese. Not at all. I mean, that original idea, I think, was under the Nazis, the, the sword and the shield. Uh, Walter Schreiber, Schreiber, Kurt Bloma, they all wanted to do this. Shiro Ishii of Japan's Unit 731 said that the United States was a machine society, but it took 18 years to grow a soldier. So they wanted to attack using these things. I've interviewed Dr. Ken Alabek, the first deputy director of Biopreparat, the Soviet Union bioweapons program that wasn't supposed to exist. This is not a new idea. And if you're going up against a $850 billion defense behemoth, I mean, we just unveiled the B-21 Raider, what else would you do aside from asymmetric war? Is there no more of a perfect visualization of the idea of asymmetric warfare than an F-22 shooting down a balloon? It's almost With poetic. With a $400,000 missile. Exactly. It's almost, it's poetic in terms of the, what they can do with next to nothing and what we had to respond with, the embarrassment we had and the, the weakness it portrayed around the world. It's coming up on a year that Russia invaded Ukraine. We were all certain that it wouldn't happen. They were just amassing armor on the border. It wouldn't happen. And now we take it as fact that it did happen. What will we be looking at one year from now? That I worry about because, um, you know, putting aside all of the stuff that we can see, what we can't see is what's going on inside the Chinese regime. Why did the Chinese brazenly send this balloon over the United States? Why would they do that? Um, and there's really two primary explanations. One of them is that the Chinese military is now so powerful that they can do what they want um, and that they decided they were going to do this. Um, they might have informed Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, but if they did, um, one theory is they just told them that they were going to do it and Xi was in no position to stop them. The other theory is that Xi Jinping is just now so arrogant or so desperate that he wanted to humiliate the United States with this balloon flight to show the rest of the world that the U.S. was incapable of protecting itself. And so therefore, the rest of the world should ditch the United States and obey China. You know, um, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, we don't know. But the point is, whatever the explanation is, Tommy, it ain't good. No. No, I often use the uh, I often use the analogy of uh, of going for it on the last down of the Super Bowl. You're either going for it because you're Tom Brady. It's your last game ever. It's you know you don't care if you break your leg. You're not sliding. You're going for it because it's for all the marbles. Or 
as my alma mater, the University of Georgia, just did, you're up by 50 and you don't care. So why not run up the score? Neither of the neither of the options are good. It's either a caged animal leashing out, or it's an animal that's got you cornered. So it's maybe not being too conservative in its moves. Neither of these are. And third, I mean, are we looking at a a Cuban Missile Crisis where Kennedy feared that Khrushchev also had uh, belligerent generals like Curtis LeMay? Is Biden even talking to Xi Jinping? Well, we know the answer to that, and that answer to that one is no. Um, Biden isn't talking to. Xi Jinping, um, I would actually prefer Biden not do that because, you know, we Americans look desperate to talk to China. And by doing that, we, you know, we're feeding an already inflated um, sense of Chinese self-importance. Um, but right now, um, you know, you mentioned the Cuban Missile Crisis and people say, well, that's the most dangerous moment in history. Um, or maybe something even more dangerous, which was the year before 1961 Checkpoint Charlie crisis, where you had American and Soviet armor pointing their weapons at each other across um, a few feet of uh, Berlin pavement. But we know from the archives that Khrushchev was never going to use his nukes. We know that Kennedy did not want to use his nukes, so he wasn't going to use them either. So although it looked dangerous at the time, it was far less perilous than um, it appeared. Right now, Tommy, we do not know what the Chinese nuclear weapons doctrine is. We know they have a no first use doctrine, but we also know they threaten first use of their nukes all the time. And the pace of their threats after the invasion of Ukraine has become um, heightened, have become faster. So... Um, no, we Americans, we're just not prepared to think about this right now. The Chinese, in fact, are preparing for war, um, and we're not preparing to defend ourselves, at least with the vigor and, and urgency that's required. Do you think that, and again, this is in all my military genius as a 32-year-old with a biology degree, but as I play armchair general, is this almost uh, is this almost aiming for 100 so that you score a 90? Are they aiming to exert exert force onto the U.S. mainland, knowing that they'll they'll kind of retract back and just take Taiwan? And then will we be happy? Oh, it's just Taiwan. You know, it could be. Um, um, it could be a desperate Xi Jinping who is beset by crises at home, who realizes his political position is fragile um, and has a lot to lose. Um, it could be like you know the the thing though is that we have. I, I think Xi Jinping is position is fragile and he's acting out of weakness rather than strength. But if if that's the case, then we've got two leaders, Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping, large states, hostile, aggressive, militant states run by weak leaders who have nothing to lose or little to lose. And, and that means um, God knows what. Is there any silver lining that maybe this is escalating to de-escalate? Are they going toe-to-toe? -to -toe? Well, well, I mean, the escalate to de-escalate means um, to use their nuclear weapons early or threaten to use their nukes early in a conventional um, war in order to obtain victory. So, um, yeah, this could be escalate to de-escalate. Um, and we need a president who is going to stand toe-to-toe. -to -toe and will not be intimidated by a weaker state. Um, unfortunately, you know, the, there is congressional testimony after the balloon incident, um, which uh, was administration officials said, 
they didn't want to shoot down the balut over Alaska because they didn't want to start uh, trouble with China. Um, if that is indeed the case, it shows that uh, we have a national security establishment that's already been intimidated, that is already primed to lose. Or, 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 or captured. You know, normally I wouldn't say that, but over the last three years, seeing how the FDA and the CDC has operated, I've stopped looking at it as uh, incompetence and more like capture. Uh, you know, why else would this happen? Why else would we let the? Why else would we let this? I mean, if a commercial airliner full of U.S. civilians doesn't respond to a radio call, they will have fighter jets on either wing in 30 minutes. But if a, a Chinese balloon at 60,000 feet goes and go, hovers over Maelstrom Air Force Base with ICBMs and then floats down to Offutt Air Force Base where Strategic Air Command was headquartered, I mean, I can't think of a, an answer for that. Yeah, remember this balloon went to Maelstrom, then F.E. Warren, and then Minot. That's all three of our Minutemen three fields in the U.S. And as you say, it went to Omaha over Offutt, Strategic Command's headquarters. And then it floated by um, Whiteman Air Force Base in Missouri, which is the home, the only home to our B-2 fleet. So um, the only thing that they missed were, um, they, they missed Bremerton, um, where we have nuke subs, Kitsap, and they missed Kings Bay um, and Norfolk. But apart from that, they, they got a lot. Um, they Two legs of the triad. Um, so clearly the Chinese saw a lot. I've seen reporting, Tommy, that they turned off their communication when they discovered that we discovered them. And I hope that's the case. But um, as I said, even so, even if they didn't get any intelligence, which I'm sure that they did, because they got it in Alaska, if nothing else, um, we know that they have seen our reactions and have been able to measure our um, our general officers and um, our rules of engagement. Again, there's almost a, a, a poetic symbolism in gauging each other's reactions, which is nothing new. Going into each other's airspace this has been going on since since man since power of flight was invented you check and see what the response time is they throw up the interceptors we go over there they do this vice versa tit for tat you're always just measuring things but what we a, don't go into their sovereign airspace that's sure. the difference they sure. go into ours we don't go into theirs but all of this historically soviet union whatever it's always been done with right. with fast moving i guess traditional aircraft Again, the symbolism of a of a balloon that looks like a middle school project. We there's almost this like, what do we do? What do we do with this? Yeah. We like, do we send up our balloon? And there's this laser pointer, and the cat's just watching it, and we don't know what to do. Yeah, we don't have a balloon fleet, but yeah, no, I see, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's that's where this leads is the balloon defense agency. Um, in the last couple minutes, I have you, and this is just, I guess, really. One question. Does any of this change if we find out it wasn't a balloon that was shot down yesterday? Because they haven't confirmed. They said it was a car size object. Yeah. Um, well, they they also um, there's reporting uh, that it was floating. So um, okay. that pretty much says it's a balloon um, and it was not maneuverable. I mean, if it were any other type of craft, it would be obviously maneuverable. But um, really what we did, we saw was uh, probably Russia testing our reactions. Um, 
and God knows what else was going on. I mean, they have not recovered the high altitude object, quote unquote. So we'll find out more when they do that. But you know, at this moment, um, there's a number of things. As I said, we got to be alive to the possibility that this is Moscow and Beijing, a joint project, um, to see how we react. Um, and we did well in the second one, but not in the first. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Kennedy, and we'll wrap it up with this, in uh, in George Carlin's Blueprints for Armageddon, uh, he talks about in World War One these two generals had this talk about how did it all happen afterwards, and they said, oh, if only we knew. And apparently Kennedy quoted those World War One generals during the Cuban Missile Crisis and said something along the lines of, I don't want my great-grandchildren to be in some bunker and saying, how did it all happen? And to say, ah, if only we knew. I just, how did it happen? There was a virus and there was a bat and Russia invaded Ukraine and then there was a balloon and then, yeah, there was just a flash. I hope not. I'm 32. I was hoping to uh, make it a little longer than this. But, you know, it is what it is. But with that, Gordon Chang, thank you so much for your time. To the to the ravenous people who have been commenting, emailing, and messaging me, you got it. Here he is. And, of course, uh, all of my love and credit to your wife, who has the patience of a saint for uh, putting this together. So thank you so much, Gordon. Thank you, sir. Guys, go get his books, both of them on Audible. Be in the description. Go check out his Twitter, his website, all his other interviews. Thank you again, sir. Well, thank you so much, Tommy. I appreciate it. And stay safe. Thank you, sir. You as well. Take care, everybody. God bless. Recording stop. Stay safe. Peace.